0: In proximity to Oshawa, I drive up Simcoe Street occasionally. Um, it, it's not uh, unique to Oshawa alone, but that stretch is it's a zombie land. It's horrible. Um, it's gotten so much worse over the years, and I, I am thankful that Tim Hortons took that move to protect their staff because there's really nothing else going on to help people. We are we've been on a, uh, a harm reduction program now for 30 years, I think, and. There's nothing. We, we can't force people to go for treatment or, or dry out, because an old, old term. Um, there's, there's nothing to stop this. Overdue is perpetuating it. You got it.
1: That is from the Greg Brady Show this morning. And uh, one caller, uh, I think, raising a question, like, at what point do we admit failure on this open drug experiment? And, and the latest example of failure coming to us in Oshawa, where a Tim Hortons, I'm talking about Tim Hortons, can now only offer customers takeout and drive through service because, of course, the homeless population there have been using the inside for shelter and washrooms and doing drugs, you know, in, in that place. We're talking about a private business, a private business that has now had to close because they can't protect their own staff, they can't protect the customers, and because drug addicts essentially run the show creating a parking lot that's more of a, of a daily crime scene. I mean, at what point do we look at this and say, something's not working here, because I guarantee you there will be others and other locations out there going through the very same thing. But why is it a thing? John Gray, Oshawa City Councillor for Ward 5. This Tim Hortons is in his ward. He joins us now. Great to have you, Councillor. Thank you. Thank you. How did this, I mean, look, we know that there are open drug addiction issues all around us, but how did it get to the point where a private business has to go and take these kinds of extreme um, actions because no one will take action to kind of clean it up or, or move it out, of, out.
0: Because we've got a lot of uh, bleeding hearts who um, uh, their total focus is on enabling drug addiction um, and not being serious about the problems. I mean, there's something, a concept called tough love. And uh, that involves you know, making sure they get into rehab, they're drying out, there's a to proving to them that there's a, a better way to live than living on the street, you know, freezing, you know, in, in the wintertime and, and, you know, having to, to grovel for every meal that you get. Yeah. Um, there is a better life. Now, do I blame the Tim Hortons for doing this? No, I, I, <laughs> I fully support uh, Kevin Lowe's on, on his, um, his desire to have closed the dining room. Um, it's actually the second Tim Hortons downtown that has had to um, to do things. Well, the first one actually closed. It was up by City Hall. Uh, and this one, um, just because, you know, you're getting your staff to go into these washrooms, and, and very often there's there's blood all over the place um, or the drug paraphernalia. Um, who wants to try and clean that stuff up? Um, you know, if you ask me reasons. to do it, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Um and so and when your when your dining room is being used entirely by the homeless, then you know, the other patrons don't want to sit there and have a coffee. And you know, our coffee shops are usually are, are social locations for us. Right. Um but who wants to socialize in that environment? Um, now one of the one of the positives I can offer you is that that, that store is being expropriated by MetroLink. As part of the uh, the train tracks for the uh, the new GO station in that area,
1: okay. But uh, but again, it doesn't um, solve the problem. It'll move it out of the way. But I think at some point, I mean, Dan Carter, who, who became the mayor, has a personal connection to drug addiction, right? And I think when he came in, a lot of people thought, "Well, here's a person who can relate. Might have some outside of the box thinking." Where is he on all this?
0: Well. Um yeah, I think Dan wants to, to see it cleared up as well. Uh, you're right, though. He's got a super big heart for this stuff. Um, I mean, he's one of the few that got turned around. You know, as he says, from 13 to 31, he was a mess and he was a, a nightmare for uh, people around him. Uh, but he somehow found his way to get cleaned up and uh, turned his life around. And, you know, he's living a good life right now. Um, but for the most part, you fall through the cracks if you get it, you know, because we've got all these people that want to do good, but they ignore the basics. Um, you know, if they, they feel good when they've given somebody a meal, some new, new drug paraphernalia to use. And maybe on Mondays you get, get a fresh set of clothes and you can throw your other ones in the garbage, but they forget about the, the counseling and, and the, the, you know, the things that we need to do to help turn these people around.
1: Right. And they they there will be more. The situation will continue because obviously safe supply and harm reduction, unless we have a change in government or a change in radical thinking on this, for whatever reason, it's been seen as a solution. reduction
0: scares me because it does the opposite. It does the absolute opposite.
1: Right, but again, we're keeping people on jobs. Right, you don't have to convince me. But I would say, as the counselor and as someone in a city that has a chronic problem, and Oshawa has been um, a bit of an outlier in this, and and other cities have been too. I mean, but this is not going away clearly unless we have a change of government. And so, what are you going to do? Because it's not, I mean, people are getting to a point where they want to be compassionate, they want to be helpful, but they also want to live in a community where they can go get a coffee. Or, or, or you know, sit in a park and, and enjoy it without having to worry about this, right? And I frankly don't trails, think compassion please. is allowing people to do drugs their whole life. I think the compassion comes from getting them clean. So what is yeah, all? Yeah, we're both on do? the
0: same page yeah. on that one, no question about it. Um, and unless there's a, a big change in attitude, uh, as I say, and, and members of council, most of them are scared skinny on the issue. They don't want it to come across as being mean. Well, I've yeah, mentioned already, tough love. Um, is is a good concept and if you uh, just allow them to destroy themselves well the outcomes most of them are going to die Um, so I don't see any compassion in that one but if you if you're getting them in off the street and getting them into rehab at least you have some chance of turning them around you know there is you know um, they, they do sometimes slide back but I don't think you give up on everybody but well, you don't, but that, we have that's to the, do something. That's, that's the element that is completely forgotten in all its argument.
1: Right. And so is there an action plan, uh, you know, coming up? Because once this Tim Hortons location uh, is gone, it, it, they'll find it'll go somewhere else, right? It becomes someone else's problem. It becomes another community's problem. So is, is yeah. it being and discussed and, and is, too, is, is a solution being sought?
0: Yeah. And the other problem is this is we're in two-tier government here. So the region is in charge yeah. of all the social services and the funding of these types of things. The region just bought a building in Whitby for 13 million bucks. It's gonna spend seven million to renovate it. And it's a 175 bed facility, but they're only gonna use 45 beds because they don't wanna overwhelm their community. Well, if you've got these people inside and, and they can stay inside during the day, they don't get kicked out at seven in the morning like they do at the hostel. Um, you've maybe got a better chance to turn these people around. But as, as I see it, um, the region likes to just impose this on Oshawa. This, the problem is, you know, it truly is across the entire region. Mm-hmm. I mean, that uh, more holistic approach. But, you know, basically it's, well, fund them and get it out of our hair. Yeah, And uh, that's one of the problems we have, you know, in, in social services. You know, they, they talk a good game but at the end of the day, they can go home at 5 o'clock or 4.30 in the in, in the afternoon, and you now the problem doesn't exist until they come back into work the next day.
1: Yeah, it's no question kicking the can down um, uh, and creating a much, much bigger problem. Well, we'll watch uh, for this, because Oshawa, I think, is just one of many, many cities dealing with this. I think it's a failure.
0: There's, it's see- homeless. It's prevalent. I've traveled across Ontario, and it is prevalent, but nobody seems to want to tackle it, and if If the province wants to begin to start tackling this, it would be appreciated, considering so much of this is a mental health issue. Um, And that that goes back to some legislative changes from years and years ago. And every year, that problem just gets worse.
1: Stay tuned on this one. I appreciate your time on it, Councillor. We'll talk again. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's John Gray, Oshawa City Councillor, speaking the language I think a lot of people uh, want to hear. And that is, this is not compassionate. This is a sign of failure. And I think only with the change of government will we get a different way of thinking, but uh, this will just get worse. What you see in Oshawa and everywhere else, it's just going to get worse if we keep going down this, uh, this experimental road. It is not going to get better.